Hey friends, so do you feel like God is with you or do you feel like you're navigating this road all by yourself? Does it, does it literally feel like his presence is inside of you and that you have the God of the universe, the creator of this world, the, the one who made you and fearfully, wonderfully knit you together? Do you feel like he is with you or do you feel like you're all by yourself? I, I love that this week we are studying God with us, Emmanuel in our Encounter God Bible study series because this is a principle that we need to embrace and, and sit with and and uh, allow it to become the fullness of who we are, realizing that our, our Father in heaven is not an out there God. He is an in here God. And when we put our faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we are given the beautiful gift of Jesus Christ in presence with us and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said when he was going to leave this world that he was going to give us something even better and that was the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it's just hard, I think, for us to really embrace that reality, especially when life is so, so difficult. And you know, right now I'm recording this, we are like, oh, I think 40 days in, uh, to the coronavirus stay-at-home orders in our country, in the U.S. Uh, our worlds have changed. We don't know when things are going to return to normal. We don't know what normal will look like. You know, some of us are in the middle of this storm uh, and we are experiencing just a peace and a, a Sabbath-like experience. And some of us are in the middle of this storm and we are racked with fear of what will come next and and some are struggling and fighting for their health and for their loved one's health and so none of us are experiencing this the same way but the good news is that God is with us and we we can cling to that and so I want to turn to the scriptures um, and I want to know if you have an original uh, Encounter God Bible study scripture memory card there was a mistake on the citation of the verse the passage that we're studying is not Exodus 34, if you went to look for that. We're actually looking at Matthew 1, verse 20, uh, 23. So I want to set this up for you. We are in the, the first chapter of Matthew. We go through the lineage of Matthew, and then we move into the nativity of Christ. And the birth of Jesus Christ is being announced. Uh, and so... Uh, I'm going to read from, let's say, verse 20 on. So, but after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Now, all of this took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated, God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. He married her, but did not have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. So, right, familiar story. We know this is the Immaculate Conception. This is how Jesus came to be. Uh, and, but I want you to notice some really profound examples in this passage that the Holy Spirit was there and present 
even before they recognized that that was the Holy Spirit, right? And that Joseph was afraid at what was to come. He was afraid at what was, and he was afraid at what was to come. And in that fear, God was with him. And in the pr promise, God was with him. And in the fulfillment of the promise, God is with him. And it's so interesting to me that, you know, I, you know, I love looking up the original language. So God is theos, with is meta, and us is ego. And with uh, means after and behind. Like, is there anything better than that? God is with, he is in the after and he is in the behind, which means he is also in the right now. He has surrounded us and he is with us in this, in our fear. And, you know, I was thinking about this passage and I thought, what do the other gospel accounts have to say about this? And so uh, in uh, the only other passage that talks about the prediction of Jesus's birth is in Luke, which is traditionally what we as a family read on Christmas morning, um, the, the prediction, Gabriel's prediction of Jesus's birth. And instead of this being an encounter with Joseph, this is an encounter with Mary. I just love that in scriptures, we have more than one perspective and experience. And that is going to be so true for us in our humanity, right? We're going to have more than one experience of God and God being with us. And so uh, if you flip over in your Bibles to Luke chapter one, picking up with uh, verse 28, and the angel came to her, Mary, and said, greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Then the Lord told her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will have no end. So the Lord is with you, the Jesus, the Son of the Most High. So Lord is Kyrios, to whom a person or thing belongs, and is also God the Messiah. So the Messiah is with Mary before the Messiah is even with Mary. Like that is just amazing. And then this word afraid is the same word that Joseph experienced. Do not be afraid to take Mary. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Afraid is phobio, which is where we get our word phobia from, our fear of, right? And in fear, our reaction, that kind of fear is described as to put to flight or flee, struck with fear or alarm. Mary and Joseph, even though God was with them and present with them, he was in the before and the after, there was a level of fear that caused them to want to flight or free. And I, I, honestly, like that is just remarkable because we never have to shame our fear. Fear is part of God's design of our bodies. It, our brain, literally in our brainstem, in the threat of fear or of harm, will respond, fight, flight, freeze, and in the extreme, faint. And our coping mechanisms in the face of fear is to respond to that trigger 
and and do whatever it is that it feels like self-protection. It's going to look different for each one of us. But it is relationship that brings us out of the place of fear into the cognitive reasoning ability. So we've got this brainstem respond, and you probably have heard me talk about this before, but just in case this is the first time, I'm going to go over it again. You have your brainstem response, which imagine is right here. Then you have your diacephalon, your sensory motor. So that is that, that movement, your body's movement, which regulates your brain. It regulates, it puts you into a rhythm that helps your brain think. And the next level up is your limbic system, which is your emotions. That is that is your reactive place, your passions, your love, your, your um, desires, your longings. And that is where you start to connect. That is your emotional connection center. And then your top is your neocortex. And that is your cognitive reasoning ability. So when we have a brainstem response out of fear, the thing that pulls us into our cognitive ability is relationship. And in this, these two passages, we see that God is already in relationship with both of them by the angel, by, by the presence of the Holy Spirit saying, I'm with you, I'm before you and I'm after you, I'm with you in this and connect with me. Now, God knows that our experience in connecting with him alone is going to be challenged, right? We are, we are in the flesh and oftentimes the flesh is going to trump the spirit. And so he has given us the ability to be in connected relationships with each other, right? So we get to experience a taste of heaven on earth through relationships with each other. And when those relationships are broken, then that sense that God may not be with us in this moment is the lens through which we look through. So my challenge for you is this, in the face of fear, no matter what, COVID-19, any sort of experience, in the face of fear, can you get in touch with what your natural reaction is? Is it flight, freeze, fight, faint? I mean, what, what is your response? And maybe you have a variety of responses as I do, depending upon the situation. In that response, then uh, what can you do next? Can you begin learning how to regulate yourself and figure out what moves you out of that response into the ability to think more clearly? And as you're starting that, think about the people that you can invite into that process with you. Maybe it, it looks like your spouse or a friend who you can be really honest with. Maybe it's a counselor because you're not in a good situation with a support system around you. Maybe it's a coach. And more to be, we have coaches that you can work with for a really short period of time, make a short-term investment for a long-term gain to develop that skill set of regulating. And then begin thinking about how you want to respond moving forward to that fear. There it is possible to heal and change. And I, I'm gonna end with a really uh, clear example. I have been doing this equine uh, assisted training for almost a year now. I've been learning over the last 12 months how to regulate myself and deal with my emotions. I did not realize how much fear I have inside of me until this past year has exposed it and how much my body responds to fear by becoming hypervigilant and controlling 
or I run and I avoid conflict and I avoid places in which I will feel vulnerable to the threat of harm. But when you're working with horses, they, uh, they don't fake it with you. So if you are dysregulated in a field with horses, they are not going to spend time with you. They are going to go to the other side. They're going to step away from you. So I showing up at the farm and just walking into the field had become very attuned to the way I feel dysregulated when I'm afraid. And it's natural to feel afraid when you're in a field with horses, right? Especially horses that spook and kick and jump and that's what horses do, right? So I am learning through that experience how to give it to the Lord in a new way, how to regulate my breathing, control my breathing, become aware of where I'm holding tension in my body. Is it in my chin? Is it in my furrowed brow? If it, is it in my, when I sit in my chair and I'm concentrating on work, my feet go up like this and my kids have noticed that. Like, where do I hold my tension and my concentration? And I've been able to start to translate that into my relationships and into my experiences. So the other day, my husband and I were out for a drive and I could feel anxiety rise up from childhood of the bad neighborhood. And something that my parents tried to use as a caution became a, a really um, bookmark in my brain of you better not end up in the bad neighborhood. You might get in trouble, you might get hurt. And we were navigating on a road that we didn't know where we were going and I could feel my heart racing. I could feel my neck getting tense. I could feel my emotions rising. In the past, I would have said, I don't think we should go here. We should turn around. Let's just go. And there would have been no conversation, right? But instead, I was like, oh, this is what happens when I'm afraid. Okay, Lord, why am I afraid? You're with me. You're here. I can talk this through. I can breathe. I can connect with my husband about this. And I was able to bring it down and regulate my response and say to my husband, like, okay, where are we going? When will we get there? And I ended up enjoying the journey and the adventure and the experience that I would have sabotaged in the past out of fear because I would have wanted to run to my sense of security and safety. And in that moment, we were not at risk of harm. It was all like literally in my brainstem. And I was able to move forward. And so when I to bring this all back for a second, and I know I'm going long today, but we all have a fear response and sometimes it's rational and sometimes it's irrational. Sometimes it is based on conflict. Sometimes it's based on circumstances. And, and, and the fact is that that fear is nothing to feel ashamed of, but it is something to name and label and ask the Lord to say, to say to him, God, what is this about? Is this a legit fear? Is this a not a legit fear? How do I navigate through this fear? How do I regulate my body and my breathing? Because your breathing impacts your brain. Your body's response impacts how your brain responds. And in the face of fear, we wanna make level-headed decisions, right? And so here's a promise that we have with us that we could cling to. Joseph was afraid at what was to come. He was afraid of the situation he was in. Mary was afraid of what was to come, of the situation that she was in. Both of them were given the promise from God that the Lord, that God himself was with 
them in their fear. The Holy Spirit was present. God himself was present. Jesus was present in the before and in the after and in the moment. And if that is true for Joseph and Mary, it is true for us today. We can find it throughout the scriptures that as children of God who have put our faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and been adopted into his family, God is with us. And let us start to lean into that and take comfort from that promise, just reciting it again and again. God, you're with me. God, you're with me. God, you're with me. And how do you want me to move through this? Who do I need to lean into and depend upon in moving forward? Because God, you are with me. And I hope that encourages you today. I'm so glad that you're a part of this Encounter God Bible study, whether you're listening on the More To Be podcast or you're watching the videos in the Encounter God Bible study that you can find at moretobe.com. Actually, if you go to academy.moretobe.com, you will find all the courses that we have available online apart from the coach training course. And I'm just happy to be there for you, to help you have that fresh encounter with God so that you can think biblically and live transformed knowing that he is with you and he is the one that brings about kingdom hope into your life. I will see you guys next time.